1: what's up friends before we hop into the show i gotta tell you about our friends over at green mountain dental you know them they're part of our family we're part of their family we all go to green mountain dental to get our teeth cleaned and you should as well because not only is it a great family experience you can talk broncos with them you can talk all colorado sports but additionally if you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam over at green mountain dental they'll hook you up with a free sonicare toothbrush that's all you have to do you're going to the dentist anyways might as well get a free sonicare toothbrush out of it by scheduling a cleaning x-ray and exam with our friends over at green mountain dental they're only a 15 minute drive from downtown denver so stop by there then come over to the bar after with your free Sonicare toothbrush all right ryan let's hop into the show number
0: one for the one and all
2: We are DNVR and we are live from Studio A here at the DNVR bar. The A stands for awards. Giving Ah, out some mid-season awards today. (laughs) Um, You guys did a little uh, mid-season grades Mm -hmm. yesterday. Today we're going to go mid-season NFL awards and see if any Broncos can maybe sneak Mm -hmm. one in there. I have a feeling... At least one will oh, get one.
1: I like this. I like this. And I think I know where you're going with that. But, Ryan, really quick, talking about yesterday's conversation, we went through and did not intentionally do this. I actually didn't even realize until after the pod. Well, I don't want to lead you. Okay. H- how, who deserves, in terms of position groups, who deserves an A on this team 10 games into the season? No one. Or, or does any? No one. Then we did it right. We weren't too negative. I was wondering if we were being too harsh. Now we did give out, I think, two B-pluses, or maybe even, th- I think, three B-pluses. I think a cornerback, safeties, and running backs all got a B-plus. But, okay, good. Well, we're all on the same page there.
2: Yeah, um, if it weren't for three fourth-quarter fumbles in the last th- three games, Yep. Uh, from the running backs, I would be willing to give them an A.
1: That was exactly the conversation we had. And with cornerback, uh, I, they're trending in the right direction, but you can't have as many bad games as that group collectively had and get an A.
2: Also, it is unbelievable how they give up a long, for, a long touchdown in every first quarter. <laughs> that Now, that is... that's not always the, the corners. Sometimes it's the sure, safeties who sure. have been at the culprits. But, I mean, this last one was unlucky yep. because, again, I feel like Pat Sertan made about as good of a play as you can sure. on that ball. Still a long touchdown yep. in the first quarter to a wide receiver, and maybe that one was in the second. Early second was it? Early was it? Late first? I
1: don't know. Around there.
2: It's to go up ten zero. Yep. Um. So it was yeah. the
1: first because I think they were down ten zero at the end of one.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it's it is mind boggling.
1: Yep. <laughs> that's a great point.
2: Always with those guys in the first quarter.
1: Yep. 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 It, yeah. That's uh. That that really. Is. So I I'm curious where if we're not giving any A's where the where the Broncos may get an award here.
2: Yeah, and and we'll get there. We'll get there. Of course, we want to give a shout-out to msudenver.edu slash online. Uh, the best place to get an online education, not only if you live in Denver, but if you live anywhere, you can get your online education through MSU Denver from the comfort of your own home. So hit them up, msudenver.edu slash online today.
1: My boy, Ryan. I mean, the vibes are great. I can't believe it's Wednesday. It feels like Friday vibes. (laughs) And uh, we're coming off a great little company, Friendsgiving, last night. And the vibes are just great right now. Bye week. Get to step away a little bit. Get to to try to separate yourself from that Sunday loss a bit.
2: So um, be honest. What was your favorite dish of last night? Because mm. this is my favorite part about Friendsgiving. Um, my least favorite part is the name, um, but my favorite part—I feel
1: like you'd be all about it.
2: It doesn't. It's not a pun. It doesn't uh, rhyme with thanks. Um, it's true. It, it just—it's a terrible name. Um, but my favorite part about it is like. You, you know, for the most part, your family's Thanksgiving dinner has been the same your whole life, right? Yep. yep. Um, and this, like, you just get so many different things that you wouldn't have thought of. Yep. Um, I've been actually trying to change things
1: up at my family's Thanksgiving just to <laughs> just to throw some curveballs in there. Yep. Well, and that's something that I loved about this one was there's a lot of curveballs, but Ryan, I have to go with your stuffing as the best. Uh, see, you're just
2: gassing <laughs> me up. I didn't I, was, I said be honest.
1: <laughs> no, seriously, your stuffing was really good. Um, this meal was the spiciest thanksgiving meal <laughs> i've ever had this I is mean, what we need we we oh we we need it it was so good but the uh, the tamales oh, yeah. they, From here, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. uh so delicious but it's incredibly i mean i think i pulled out an entire green chili in one of them, <laughs> them with just seeds covered in it and then of course brandon's uh green, green chili, chili yeah. as well was amazing but definitely packed a bunch
2: yeah um it wasn't that spicy to me <laughs> of
1: course of course <laughs>
2: um i also since we hosted and i was last i filled up a tupperware mm-hmm. like this big full of brandon's green chili Yep. huge steal huge steal um man i'm trying to think what my favorite was um i always love the mac and cheese shout yep. out kale Yep. um my stuffing is really good. <laughs> we had uh, competing
1: stuffings this year. Yes,
2: we did. And, you know, the, the people were, the people spoke <laughs> with, with their serving spoons. And when,
1: and when you say that with a smile, I can only imagine where that's going. Well,
2: I have a picture on my phone <laughs> of my <laughs> serving tray completely empty. And Marissa's, you know, <laughs> lagging behind a little. Oh, oh, oh. Hers was really good, Hers too. Hers was really good. Hers was really good, too.
1: Uh, the ham. Yeah, I ham. was going to say oh, my so, favorite oh my is the ham.
2: I just you know. And
1: Blaze brought a turkey. Blaze actually nailed the turkey. Nailed the turkey.
2: Yeah. And of course, canned cranberries can never go wrong.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I got to say the the ham was so good. That needs to replace turkey. Straight up. And honestly, ham needs to or be Or hassle at, cattle beef. Exactly. Yes. Ham or hassle needs to be at every uh big family gathering.
2: I it's so much better than it's turkey. so much. Or But I, mean, I will say like else. Blaze's turkey wasn't dry, which is step one to yep. at least b- presenting an acceptable <laughs> yeah. turkey, and it looked really good it was, too. Yeah, delicious. Okay,
1: hold on. Uh, I have oh. one question. <laughs> uh, Kale posted a tweet yesterday saying that uh, just pumpkin pie is the absolute worst. Mm. So I'm interested in your take. This on is that.
2: a big take. Um, it's kind of it's. it's I'm not following the up like pumpkin turkey fan. sucks. <laughs> it's the new trendy take to have online, which is that pumpkin pie sucks. I'll be honest. I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself a pumpkin pie guy, but it definitely, it's definitely, it tastes good, yeah, but.
1: I'm right there with you. Yeah. I mean, it's edible. I'll eat it if it's the only dessert there, but if I have a choice between pumpkin pie and pretty much any <laughs> other pie, I'm probably going the other pie. I'm,
2: I'm generally with you, but it's like, <laughs> you know, it's sort of like my take about ice cream. Like you, there's no such thing as bad ice it's cream. It's very true. It's there's a good not point. really such thing as bad pie. Yeah. No, not really. No.
1: I, I hated apple or er, pumpkin pie for a while, but they say that your taste buds change every seven years. And now as an adult I appreciate all the spices and the and True. the taste. But when I was younger
0: that was like, ew, what is that?
2: Ali's key lime pie always a star oh, of the show. So as well.
1: delicious. Yeah, that was the best dessert last night.
2: The one dessert I didn't have, which luckily is in our fridge. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever made the cherry cheese It was Kylie. Cake. Oh, okay. Well, good. She can get her serving dish back easily. Okay, <laughs> that's. I think that's enough. So you're enough.
1: not going to the grocery store the rest of the week. No, like, definitely yeah. not. Yeah. I also
2: got like a whole gallon Ziploc bag of ham, mm. so we're, we're set up.
1: <laughs> that's a uh, you know that's the price of absolutely, of absolutely.
2: Okay, uh, let's get into these awards. Where should we start?
1: Uh, should we just dive right into MVP?
2: Wow, given the given the big payoff right away. Okay, this is such an interesting discussion uh-huh. because there was one player that I thought had a chance to run away with this thing know
1: where quite going. literally. Yeah.
2: Um, because none of the quarterbacks have been, uh, you don't need to be perfect, but have even been like close to perfect. Right. Uh, a lot of flaws, a lot of bad games, a lot of stinkers. There was one guy out there who wasn't having any bad games, and it's Derrick Henry. Um, is that not where you thought I was going? No,
1: it's not where I thought you were going. I had it
2: buttered me up and then turned it around. I had invested in Derrick Henry for MVP because I thought, wow, the the you know the seas are kind of parting for him to just walk through and grab this thing. Because again, the quarterbacks just keep kind of. Uh, laying eggs left yeah. and right yeah um and i thought man if he goes for uh, you know almost 2500 yards in seven games or 17 games it's insane um, it, he they're just gonna say like i think we gotta give it to him especially yep. since the titans were playing so well yep. once he went down i feel like this became a huge toss-up and again he wasn't even the favorite or close to it but i could just see it the yep. consistency was going to
1: give him a really good chance at getting it. The consistency, that over 2K for a second straight year. Yep. And like you said, the quarterbacks not playing bad, but no one was separating. No one hit, is separating themselves.
2: And because of that. Think I know where you're going, but I was
1: wrong last time.
2: Because of that, I now think we might get, I mean, this. I don't want to disparage the season that he's having because it's great. <laughs> But because no one is going to jump in there, you might get like a little bit of a lifetime achievement MVP for Tom Brady. Uh,
1: so is that who you're giving it to That's right now? That's who I'm giving it to. That's who I'm giving it to as well. Not a shocker to, to most. But uh, yeah, and Tom really is having a, in, an incredible season. 67% completion, right. 27 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, 106 passer rating, 65 QBR. Those are all pretty much tops in the league. He's gonna throw for he's gonna throw
2: for more touchdowns than his age.
1: <laughs> that is insane. It, right? How, he's got to be on pace for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he's on pace for just shy of 50. That's what's like he need 43, 44. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It, it's really That's impressive what
2: he's been doing. Um, and I feel like it's crazy to think like we you know we talk a lot about people being in the first year of an offense and how tough mm-hmm. that can be. Now Peyton did it too. First year of an offense, yep. win a Super Bowl, and of course, with Gary Kubiak. But for uh, for Tom to pair up with Arians last year and still go win the Super Bowl, but now what I'm seeing this year is those two really meshing from an offensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, how did they do that last year without this? Right, Because they're really clicking together, and it's been so impressive from Tom. And not a lot of people are talking about this. Um, which is weird, no. but I think it's because it's just no, it doesn't interest anyone anymore. Yep, yep. Like even the the Tom Brady is old and still good narrative is boring to people now because we're like, yeah, we know he won a Super Bowl again last year. Yep. So I think from like a national media perspective, they're just like, how long can we beat the Tom Brady drum? <laughs> like it just doesn't get people excited anymore. But I think he's been the best player in the league so far, and. Because no one else wants to go, like, I think that the, the, the voters would prefer to give this to a young up-and-comer, Yep, but it, it's not presenting itself for them, and they'll just say, okay, well, you gotta give it to Tom Brady, we'll do it again.
1: I, I think you're absolutely right, and the bummer about this, Ryan, is you said kind of every quarterback's had a, a down game. Tom Brady's most two recent games are down, down games, and yeah. that's why you just don't feel so emphatic about giving it to him. But nope. at the end, you step back, you look at the numbers, you look at the team, you look at what we probably expect to be in the NFC Championship game, if not the Super Bowl, if not winning the Super Bowl, and you say, okay, fine, we'll give it to Tom, like you said, kind of a lifetime achievement award. Nope. The past two, the, the first seven games of the season, Ryan, 21 touchdowns, three interceptions. He was on pace for over 50 touchdowns and he's still right around there, I think just under now. The past 2 games though, he has not been nearly as good. 6 touchdowns, really impressive in 3 games mm. or in 2 games. And four picks. Yeah. Four picks and obviously coming off th- those were both losses, to New Orleans and Washington.
2: Right. And again, I would love to say like, "Oh, he just blew his MVP chance," but like, you know, go look at the last couple games for Josh Allen or go look at the last couple right. games for Lamar Jackson. They've right. been down too. Right. Um and it's a conversation Dre and I had, yes, we've had it a lot, but we had it yesterday on bets as we were doing Guess the Lines, and I kept saying like, ooh, this team's on fraud alert. Oh, this team's on fraud alert. And I was like, I think every team in the NFL is on fraud yeah. alert right now, yeah. meaning they, ha- they are on the verge of everyone being like, oh, they're not as good as we thought they were. But we almost have to lower our expectation for what a good team looks like this year, because... Every team has been fraudulent around one corner or another. Yep. Um, like Tom Brady those guys should have never lost to the football team. They also should have never lost to the Saints. Now, the Saints kind of have their number, uh, which is interesting, but should have never lost this last week.
1: How about um, speaking of this? The Bills this... lost to the Jags. <laughs> yeah. The Ravens got smoked by the Dolphins. With right. Chua coming off the bench with the broken finger.
2: It's exactly. I mean, every team looks bad
1: that was just this week all <laughs> yeah. of those are just this week.
2: right right every team looks bad it's kind of mind-boggling um and so we'll get to best team but it's a fascinating discussion mm-hmm. too not I don't even think there's one team that looks good no it's
1: it's really really true and Ryan I gotta say the guy I thought you were going to first and I thought the guy you were going to second I thought you were going to try to go for Kyler Murray
2: oh uh, okay,
1: and now he has been injured the past two games. Yeah, so that's... I think I think that's when his MVP kind of died off. No, it can take off again if he only misses two games in the season, uh, but you being a Kyler guy, I thought you were gonna go that way, but then not only missing the past two games, Ryan, his worst game was the one right before that. Yep. so I mean, it ju- it just talks straight to that. He had two picks, no touchdowns in that game and that lost to Green Bay.
2: Yeah, it, it's so weird. I mean, because the Cardinals, it was like, oh okay, they're legit now. They probably have the best excuse, right? Absolutely. Um, they've been down Kyler. They've been down DeAndre Hopkins. But... JJ. Right. JJ's down. Now, that, he's not coming back. Right. So, you know, that's part of the, the narrative. But they probably have the best excuse. The question is, like, is Kyler, what's up with Kyler? Now, I think they're, they're thinking that he's going to play this week. But they also were like trying to sign dudes off the Chiefs practice squad yesterday (laughs) to add to their quarterback room, which doesn't give anyone any, uh, you know, good feelings. Was it
1: Shermer? Were were they trying to get Uh, Shermer? Shane Bouchel. Oh. Oh, The Texas kid. Yeah, that doesn't give you much hope.
2: No. Now, again, they just have no depth. I mean, I was listening to the PHNX Cardinals guys talk about this and Gal. uh, And they said, um, you know, they don't have anyone to play Russell Wilson in practice. So you know mm, um okay they they have two injured quarterbacks and uh chris strevler strevler <laughs> um so they don't they don't like he's taking all the reps right they don't have they don't even have a practice squad right. guy wow so they needed to do something yeah um but anyways they have the best excuse for why they haven't looked good recently mm-hmm. um but even then you know uh, and momentum is a hard thing it doesn't just come right back right so it's pretty pretty interesting and i would have probably had kyler there If it weren't for the injuries, I mean, if you miss three games,
1: it's kind of tough. Yep, yep, it it, it really is. It really is. Now, he can take off because no one's taken off with this, but Mm -hmm. Ryan, I think think we're both good with Tom there. Yep. All right, let's go to Offensive Player of the Year. And I guess we'll do this kind of how the NFL does it, where you just don't give give it to the MVP. So we'll put Tom to the side here. And uh, this would absolutely be Derrick Henry if he wasn't getting the MVP. But obviously Derrick is not here. Now we have a new rushing leader. Uh, in the NFL right now, which is Jonathan Taylor, and you told me before the show that he just took over Derrick Henry. I actually think he. Do you have the numbers? He has. I don't have Derrick. I, I want to say he right might now. actually be
2: tied with Derrick Henry right now. Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm pulling it up right but now. But that could have been like he was. I saw a graphic where they were where they were even. It might have been that they were even at
1: like halftime of the game. Mm, Jonathan Taylor has 937 rushing yards, and Derrick Henry has 937 okay. rushing yards. that's incredible Derrick
2: Henry's been down for what three weeks (laughs) yeah (laughs) unbelievable man I'm I was gonna win that bet and it was a good one you were I really think I was um yeah I mean he is it maybe it's the fault of just playing in Indianapolis um obviously it wasn't a big problem when Peyton was there but it's a little different now and no one's even talking about Jonathan Taylor no that's why I was
1: shocked to see it I mean, almost 1,000 yards through half a season. No one's talking about him.
2: Who's got the most touchdowns? Uh,
1: Rushing touchdowns?
2: Or Yeah, it's probably going to be rushing touchdowns.
1: Well, let's see. Receiving touchdowns, you have my guy, who I'm going to hold for a second, who has 10. Rushing touchdowns, it is James Conner. Speaking oh of PHNX, God. he has been a machine. He has,
2: he's been a machine in the red zone,
1: but like, he's he, not getting it. He only has 439 rushing yards, yeah. So he's certainly not getting it. I think we've got an amber alert or something. Yeah, like on right now. sadly.
2: Um, okay, I want to hear yours, so because I, I I I'm gonna just end up giving it to a quarterback if if I don't hear something
1: better. So mine, I'm going to the wide receiver position, and I'm going Cooper Cup, just okay. with how dominant he's been. Speaking and I of mean
2: fraud alert. <laughs> yeah,
1: seriously. Oh my gosh, the Rams the past two games.
2: Matt Stafford looks like an entirely different person like yes someone does someone used the y word you know what the y word is no <laughs> Ted Lasso says you're never supposed to say it out loud but uh um, the yips oh yep 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 and like that's as good of a explanation for what he's it looked is. like the last couple of weeks as I can if I, as I've heard
1: it really is that's exactly and Sean McVay looks like completely human again yeah we've seen that a couple of times from Sean McVay now really the weird Cooper cup even on uh even on Monday night he dropped a, a pass on third down that hit him right in the hands yeah. from Stafford Really weird. I mean, you add Vaughn, you add OVJ, and I it know. all goes downhill.
2: I know. Uh, poor Vaughn. Yeah, he can't win. Misses out on the Cowboys win. <laughs> yep. Gets two ugly losses. Yep. He's getting, you know, dumped by George Kittle. Yep. Uh, everyone oh. conveniently Woo. ignored the chip block that, you know, threw him off. But it's, still, yeah, really. Got him Im- off balance. Yeah, yeah. Still a really impressive finish by Kittle. And, yep. uh, also, people, no one talked about the fact that the, the run went for a loss of yards oh wow <laughs> Wait,
1: he set the edge that good yeah. wow I, mean, I,
2: yeah. I don't know if he set the edge that good but he was in the right position yeah you know.
1: yeah well, that's a good point I didn't think about that man Vaughn maybe it's just the way he looked on camera to me uh or first couple games he doesn't look happy there he sure doesn't but
2: Wins I mean I, that I would <laughs> you go somewhere thinking like I finally am going to win and then you <laughs> lose two in a row <laughs> it's gotta it's,
1: suck especially <laughs> blowouts not even close. Yep. No, he wasn't on the field for the Titans one, but still. I mean, yeah, th-
2: like those are like ba- as bad as it gets Broncos level up. <laughs> Seriously.
1: He said, man, I wish I could have been there for the Eagles game. It wasn't that bad. Right, right.
2: <laughs> it's like, at least they're in the game in the fourth quarter. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, that's a good one. Cooper
1: Cup's tearing it up. I mean, he has 10 more catches than the second guy in Tyreek Hill. He has 85 catches, 1,141 yards. In ten games, I mean, he's on pace to to almost have two thousand receiving yards. He has over two hundred, or he has nearly two hundred receiving yards more than the second guy, Debo Samuel.
2: Unbelievable. Yep, Debo. Wow. I had no idea he was up there either. Um, he's he's been killing it for my fantasy team, but I didn't realize that it was like to that level. And now he's a running back too. <laughs> he's in everything. <laughs> Another guy that we saw at the senior bowl that we were like, that yeah. guy's really really good. Yep. Um. I guess I'll give it to him too. I was just gonna end up giving it to Kyler Murray and just say like, Fair. okay, well you can't get MVP when you miss right. all those games, right. but I can get I can give you OPOY.
1: And I can see that. Yep. I can absolutely see that. All right, let's flip to the defensive side of the ball. Who's the defensive player of the year? And to me, there's one guy who is absolutely running away with this. Who is it? Miles Garrett. Ooh. He's on pace for 20 sack season. He's got 13 sacks. Maybe even more than that. That was at like halftime uh, of the uh, the New England game. Now, obviously, that game didn't go well, but he still got a sack. Yep. He was on the board, 13 sacks. Uh, he looks like the, the number one overall pick from a couple of years ago.
2: Yeah, that's a really good one. Um, and a lot of people were like, I don't know, kind of going after him after this last game where, of course, they just get trounced by the Patriots. But. If you watch the tape, it had almost nothing to do with Miles Garrett. He's getting pressure. He's getting back there. He's getting doubled. He's getting chipped. Mm -hmm. um, Doing anything and everything he could uh, while the rest of the defense was just
1: garbage. Yeah, yeah. And (laughs) speaking of just uh, ups and downs with good teams, good players this year, the Browns. I mean, five weeks, six weeks ago, Mace was making the case that that, the Browns game was the most difficult game on the Broncos' schedule, including the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Now, that game also doesn't look as daunting as it has. Now, maybe it does look daunting after what they did this past week. But, I mean, the Browns have just completely fallen off, and I wouldn't be surprised if they come out and blow some team out this next week.
2: Yeah, we're about two weeks away from – Looking back on what, all the things that were said about the Chiefs and laughing.
1: Yeah, about um, all the bad stuff.
2: Well, especially because other teams, they looked bad at the beginning of the year mm-hmm. when everyone else was looking good. You know, the Bills and those right. teams and the, even the Bucks. Um And then now those teams are trending down and they're trending up. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, two, three weeks from now, the Chiefs are going to be like number one in people's power rankings.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. That crazy stat you told me. About the second half defense. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think it's either over the last three or last four games, they've given up the lowest amount of points in the second half uh, over a three- or four-game stretch of any team ever. 21 points given up in the second half over, I think, a four-game stretch. That
1: is insane, and honestly, that's the most deflating thing that I could have heard (laughs) about the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes has been the worst quarterback that he's been in his career at the beginning of this season. Come on. Everyone knew that he was going to change, and it seems like he changed five touchdowns, 400 yards against the Raiders. Yeah, it seems like he's okay. But I think everyone, or at least I was, getting to the point of saying, it's just Chiefs defense is so bad. Maybe they'll figure it out, but it's going to be their a bottom 10 defense instead of being the worst defense. But if they're figuring it out where they're actually good, oh, man, then we're just talking about another great Chiefs team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I will say the Raiders offense is
2: useless without Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Um, which remember Mace brought it up? Mm-hmm. They in the last year they didn't win a single games that Henry Rugg, uh, a single game that Henry Ruggs didn't play in. Yeah, um, and now they haven't done it this year either. Yep, yep, that's nuts. It is. Very concerning good news, for them. Good
1: news for the Broncos that they will not have Henry Ruggs when they play a second oh. time.
2: Deshaun Jackson's out there
1: getting stripped. <laughs> yeah. Running around like a chicken with his head cut off. He's looking like a very poor man's Henry Ruggs on the yes, football field. Yes.
2: Once once he was better than Henry Ruggs. Yes, he was. Uh, but it's wild that he's still playing. It is. It is. Okay. Um trying to think of I mean, you you could talk about um Trayvon Diggs yep uh with all those interceptions Mm -hmm. um i i have like a bad taste in my mouth just watching him getting burned by the broncos doing nothing against the broncos yeah um aaron donald is always going to be in these conversations yep yep um and he's been aaron donald this year yep um trying to think if there's anyone we're forgetting
1: (sighs) i don't think i mean trayvon has the picks
2: yeah, and it's always going to come down to stats, whether you yep. like it or not. It will. And that's why Miles Garrett is going to win the award, right. because he probably will get 20 sacks. Yep,
1: exactly. All right, Ryan, this may be where we start talking Broncos a little bit.
2: By the way, still crazy to me that Von Miller never won one.
1: Defensive player there. the year? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It it is crazy. No, he would have won it in the playoffs if you like include the playoffs. But no, never or won it. Or if
2: they did like a con Smythe, like they do, I think that's what it's called, right? Uh, in hockey, which is MVP of the playoffs. Right. Yep. It, he would have absolutely had it. But it is crazy. Yep. Disappointing. No, it's definitely disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did have an 18 and a half sack mm-hmm. season where he probably could have got it. I think that was like another a crazy JJ Watt year. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It
1: was 20 sacks from JJ. Yeah. Vaughn was second. Yep, not going to win it. No. <laughs> in no. A, if you're a sack artist who got out-sacked. Yep, exactly. Um, So, is this where we're going to start talking about rookies? Or, or, not rookies, Broncos, Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, you'll toss in
2: uh, Javante Williams' name. There's just no way it's uh going to end up going to him. Um, So obviously you look at the quarterbacks and you obviously look at Mac Jones uh, and then you end the conversation.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can agree with that. I'm not going to say no to Mac. Uh, Yeah, and and, and truly he is the most valuable rookie. Mm -hmm. And of course, quarterback position really helps with that. But what he's started to do and what he just did this past week talking about actually trending in the right direction is Mac Jones to get this award from us today. Three touchdowns, no picks. He's the only rookie in the NFL to do that this season. And uh, another guy who's probably second isn't a quarterback. It's probably Najee.
2: Yeah, Najee's been a beast. Um, and I think we could all see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there were concerns about this or that, the other thing. Of course, the, the real um, debate uh, around Najee was, is he worthy of a first-round pick? Right. Never was. It was never really about, is he really good? It's just, do you spend a first-round pick on right. that type of player? Um, and he's really good, as as we could have all seen coming. And maybe we should just start doing that with all Alabama players. Just <laughs> right. Speaking of, Devonte Smith could make a case too.
1: Yeah, um, really good. He is. He looks so good. He does. He looks really good. And, and I know a lot of people questioned his size coming out. Doesn't appear to be an issue at all.
2: No, and and he's doing some of the things that you would just like to see Jerry Judy do. But I just I don't know if it's Jerry's fault. Right. Um. But like that little like uh, route that he ran in the end zone to get that the second touchdown that he had in that game was just like the type of stuff that when the Broncos drafted Jerry Judy, those were what I had. Those I had visions of that in my head. Yep. Of like, okay, he's gonna you know um, break off a route in the end zone and get himself wide open and give them an easy touchdown. And it's like he's very very capable of doing those things. Yep. But I'd like to know how many. In-zone targets Jerry Judy has had in his career as a Bronco. I think it would be alarmingly low. Because remember, you know, his 95 or whatever it was, yep. Uh, yep. yard touchdown, that's not an in-zone target. The the mossing in, against the Jets, that's yep. not an in-zone target. Yep. Um, Man. I'm trying to remember if he even has a touchdown. Nope. He had the one against the Falcons. Um, remember where he just absolutely yep. broke off? I think it was A.J. Yep. Terrell. Yeah. Um, that was caught short of the end zone so yep. i don't uh, i want to know how many times has he been targeted behind the the goal line i think it would the number would blow your mind
1: that's incredibly damning and a number that blows your mind speaking of touchdowns zero for jerry judy i know he's only played in four games but ryan he's jerry judy He's your first round pick what are you doing
2: i like i said i don't know i all i had all these thoughts in my head even like um, you know, Cooper Cup is the king of the zig route, yep. right? Yep. Make him think you're going in. Come right back out. Get yourself wide open. He does it all the time. Yep. I don't know if I've seen Jerry Judy run one this year. No. And no. especially not in the red zone where those things can be really effective because yep. the, the the space is short. You know, you can kind of scheme guys open um, and hit them. I don't know. I, I it it's like um, you know. I you, you have a Ferrari and you don't know how to drive it.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're putting regular gas in it. Right,
2: like it's a stick shift and you just don't. You, you don't know how to drive <laughs> yeah. a stick shift, so you're, you're still so right. You're just out there, you know, uh, staring at it in the garage. You got the learner's permit and you can only go with your parents. It's it's mind-boggling. Yeah, someone fi- we got to find. that. I don't know if that's uh, a, ver- a readily available stat. Red zone targets. I think, it, well, in zone targets.
1: In zone targets. Oh yeah, that's
2: <laughs> like. In my head I I see 0. I don't know if it's 0 if it's actually 0 over 2 years. I don't think you're too crazy. But I think it it's, it's absolutely less than 5.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The second guy we should probably put in here uh who's probably right behind Mac is Jamar Chase. What he's doing especially at the beginning of the season has just been nuts. Yeah. Uh 835 receiving yards, 7 touchdowns. He's been an absolute beast.
2: Yeah, a lot of uh, that's a good one. Uh, a lot of people would probably give this to him. It's going to Mac Jones.
1: Yep, yep. I think so, I th- especially when the Patriots make a playoff push. Yep. And you know what I realized? We have a, another pizza bet on that. Patriots uh, playoff team.
2: Was it playoffs or division? Either. I'm not sure. We'll have to. I, I think it, it's it was. Uh, it was on Twitter.
1: We'll have to dig it up.
2: We wouldn't have gone. You you probably
1: with wouldn't have bills. gone division with the Bills Right, there. right, right. And the Patriots, I'm, I'm liking the way it's looking right now. It's looking good. Chargers are are letting me down, though, on uh, the 12 wins. Maybe we'll uh, just have to go, we'll push, go go
2: to a pizza restaurant and buy <laughs> each other's
1: pizza. <laughs> uh, okay, let's flip to the other side of the ball. Defensive rookie of the year. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. We've got a Bronco. Yeah,
2: we do. Um, it's going to be tough from a voting standpoint because he doesn't have the interceptions. Nope. Um, and, uh, you know, they're not – they're probably – like he doesn't really even have the pass breakups – um, although I can think of at least one last week, uh, a couple more you know he had a sweet diving one against uh, the football team, so he, he's got a few of those yep,
1: but the stats aren't there. you're right.
2: The stat is that the, the stat is that the stats aren't there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that is incredibly impressive for a rookie. There were a couple times early in the season where quarterbacks tried to test him um, and they thought like, oh, let's go after him. I think Big Ben went after him a couple times in a row. Um, and as the season has gone on now again, Jalen hurts, I can think of at least two times he went after him. Although the, uh, the one where he almost had the interception was mm, chef's yeah, kiss yeah, yeah. level of coverage because yeah. of course he has the, f- he, his responsibility is the, f- is the flat there. So, you know, his, he's in zone coverage. Yep. He pushes, uh, Devontae Smith out of his zone, gets his eyes right back on Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts telegraphs the throw and he sinks back. Yep. 10, maybe 15 yards out of his zone to almost make that interception. It, it would incredible. have been just perfection. Yep. Of course, then Devontae Smith makes a good play on the ball, almost yep. catches it. Um, Turns into Patrick Sertan there. Yeah, he did. Um, but that type of stuff is exactly why he should very much be in the running here. He is playing advanced level. I mean, 1,000-level yep. style uh, uh, cornerbacking for a rookie and and quarterbacks are noticing, and mm-hmm. they are not throwing at him. Mm-hmm. They are not giving him a lot of chances. And again, you know, I can think of the two chances Jalen Hurts had. One should have been a pass breakup in the end zone. Kind of lucky on Devontae Smith's part that he caught it. Great play, but a little bit of luck involved with just the way it bounced off of Pat's arm. Um, and then one's a near pick. Yep. He is just incredible. He's incredible, he uh, and he absolutely deserves at least very high consideration for this and I'd give it to him
1: I'm giving it to him as well but and you made the point I don't need to make any more points about Pat Sertan right now nationally it go to Michael Parsons a cowboy with the stats exactly I mean that's 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 all the voters would need exactly playing with the cowboys getting all the pub people are talking about him and people just aren't talking about Pat because he's that good yeah, that sucks. It does. It really does. And it, it it sucks when Champ should have won Defensive Player of the Year, uh, back when he led the league in picks. But uh, uh, but it's just it's so hard for a corner to get that position, and that's why it's so easy to give Defensive Player of the Year to Miles Garrett because sacks are the most important stat that people are gonna look at, unless a guy has a ridiculous amount of picks. And if a guy has a ridiculous amount of picks, uh, it you just typically don't see a ridiculous amount because then teams just stop throwing his way.
2: Right. You would have loved to see, um, Pat Sertan get picked on this year or quote unquote, right? Because Kyle Fuller's locked down because Bryce Callahan's locked down because Darby's locked down. Unfortunately, quarterbacks have made it very clear. Much rather go after those guys than they'd than they go after Pat Sertan.
1: Pat Sertan does lead the team with nine passes defended.
2: There you go. So that could help. And he, uh, Shelby Harris is jealous.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: uh, is that is that it for our player based awards? That's it for the player ones. All right, cool. I want to remind you guys to come down, hang out at the DNVR bar tonight or any night. I uh, Got Avs Canucks tonight. Uh, by the way, do you? I did. I tested Andre on this. Do you know what a Canuck is? Absolutely not. It's just someone from Canada. No way. It's like the Houston Texans. So
1: they have the wow. They have the Canadians and the Canucks wow so it's like the the atlanta americans yeah and then the houston texans yeah
2: exactly <laughs> wow. pretty pretty interesting anyways uh, come down watch the game get yourself a member sized beer if you're a dnvr member that's 22 ounces for the price of 16 it just you just feel cooler when you have a beer that it's big. True. um great food down here including that hassle cattle company burger um or burgers i should say um just a great time you'll meet people that you've seen on twitter you'll make new friends uh, that are fans of your teams uh we always have a blast down here at the dnvr bar if you want to just come watch football this sunday great place to do that as well or saturday uh so come hang out always appreciate the support and uh, maybe if you see us
1: say hi yeah, and you'll have a blast making $27.39 per hour by working at Ball mm. because they want to hire you. Our friends over at Ball at their Golden Plant are hiring for production technicians, and you can read their full description for the job and apply it, jobs.ball.com, and search for Golden because that's their Golden Plant where they're hiring the production technicians. And like I said, they get they start with a very competitive $27.39 per hour with potential for increases at $6.12, $18 months. Months on the job it offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing positions within the company and there's a lot of room for growth within the company so and on top of that they have fantastic benefits they have 401k they have vacation they have so many great perks of being there on top of that ryan it's a great place to work all right yeah. uh, so you want to work there you want to get paid a very competitive wage go to jobs.ball.com and search for golden or you can text golden to 77222 to find out more so check them out at jobs.ball.com
2: ball colorado-based we love those type those types of colorado-based companies also colorado based is snooze sleep mm. uh and again i cannot say enough about that mattress uh we got our snooze sleep mattress uh, of course the, the snooze flipped first ever four in one yeah. mattress we got it i don't know month two months ago and I, I'm like addicted to it. It's almost too comfortable. <laughs> um, I just never want to get out of that bed. Uh, it's incredibly comfortable and you can customize it for yourself. Once you get it, you can change your mind. Do you want the soft side? Do you want the firm side? Do you want the warm cover? Do you want the cool cover? Uh, whatever you like, whatever makes you comfortable, um, that you can do it with the snooze flip mattress. So use that code DNVR when you buy your snooze flip mattress at snooze and you can save $500 off a queen with an adjustable base or a thousand dollars off a dual split King with an adjustable base. Um, It's an incredible mattress. Can't recommend it enough. And again, um, snooze sleep designed by Colorado for the world.
1: Exactly. And Ryan, should we hop back in to some awards right now and let's go With Coach of the Year. It's tough, but I got to go with Tom McMahon. Oh, (laughs) the only guy that didn't get a passing grade in our awards yesterday, Uh, or in our grades yesterday. Oh,
2: really? Yeah,
1: we gave out a few C-minuses, but Tom ended with a D.
2: Yep, first ever non-head coach to win NFL (laughs) Coach of the Year. Pretty crazy.
1: He he may win Coach of the Press Conference Year. Oh, uh, yeah. Press Conference Coach of the Year. Honesty Coach of the Year? Yep bloody coach of the year because he just keeps falling on the sword
2: yeah yeah well you i mean
1: we got to appreciate the accountability (laughs) we definitely
2: do um coach of the year coach of the year who is doing more with less that's what i always wanted. ah yep i'm not giving the and again sometimes that's not fair like bill belichick never gets it right um especially when he had tom brady you can
1: give it to him this year
2: he has a case yeah um maybe his best case in a long time man it's so hard because even like the upstart teams keep laying eggs too like mm-hmm. i'd kind of be interested in zach taylor uh, um when the Bengals were getting it rolling say certainly was until like three weeks ago um man i thought there was gonna brandon be one staley. guy you were gonna be really pushing for yeah brandon, brandon staley. staley had a case um but i would probably
1: go with cliff yeah that's where i thought i thought you were gonna go cliff and kyler
2: yeah i mean again it's tough it, Kyler going down, and then the performance that Colt McCoy had in yep. that first game that he was out. I can't remember who. It was the 49ers. Mm-hmm. The 49ers who just put a beat yep. down on the Rams, uh-huh. got the beat down put on them by Colt McCoy, and with all due respect to Colt, that is a Cliff Kingsbury win. Yep, You know what I mean? percent. Like, people don't want to talk about coach wins and quarterback wins and all no. that stuff, although pe- I think more people are maybe more willing to talk about coach wins. That was a coach win, yep. scheme win, yep. um, and it was really, really impressive against you know the guy that everyone thought was the scheme king, right? In Kyle Shanahan. Right. So to me, that gave him an extra feather in his cap. And then of course Colt gets banged up, and this last week they can't do anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, in in one bad game for the Cardinals, uh, they almost came back against they against the Packers. And- they did. And then AJ
2: Green just didn't look for the ball. Weirdest play of the year. It's
1: really true. And that's against the Packers, who are another Mm 8-2 team, just like the Cardinals. Uh, And so zero argument for Cliff. I think he's very deserving. There's just a guy that I have one peg higher, and there's three 8-2 teams. There's the Packers. Not giving it to Matt LaFleur, although he's probably deserving to be in the conversation. I'm not giving it to Cliff. He's my second right there. I'm going Mike Vrabel with the Tennessee Titans. And, Ryan, because, because you said, you know, who's doing the, the most with less. with less, I think it's Mike Vrabel in the entire NFL. Lost Derrick Henry, and they're still rolling. That four-game stretch where, boy, didn't they beat just every good team in the NFL yes. at a point?
2: Bills, Chiefs, now again.
1: Right, right. <laughs>
2: Who's actually good? I don't know. <laughs> right,
1: exactly. He rolled them. Uh, I think there was another big win in there as well. Maybe even the Ravens, I think. Something like that. Uh, and the Tennessee Titans are just absolutely balling. So I have to give it uh, to Mike Rabel. I think I saw something that they have or have had 20 guys on the IR. He's winning this award. Yeah. Uh, I want
2: to give it to Cliff, but just check this out. I'll, I'll set it up for you. So they are 8-2, and two, Okay. meaning they have seven games left. You yep. want to hear who they play? Oh gosh, it's it, cupcake, Texans. You win, Patriots. Mm. Tough game, Jags. Easy, Steelers. Easy, Niners. Mm. Dolphins. Easy, Texans.
1: That is six pretty much guaranteed wins.
2: Yeah, I mean, again, you know, uh, you might 14? you might catch a game from the Steelers. Right. Um, right
1: but that's like 13 wins and that's saying they lose to the patriots and saying they lose to the 49ers
2: or to the steelers
1: wow so
2: if they go so again they have yeah uh, of their last 7 games four of them are the texans jags dolphins texans that is insane so
1: they're going to win 4 they're
2: yep. they're going to win at least at 12 at least
1: 12 yep with a very realistic chance of fourteen, and oh my god, half of their wins will be without Derrick Henry. Yeah, that is that's nuts. And also, when you look at the quarterback position, you say Ryan Tannehill's a, a very good quarterback. That's kind of where I draw the line. Yeah, you're not saying he has an elite quarterback behind well, him.
2: I was saying all along, like, well, yeah, anyone can um, play quarterback with Derrick Henry
1: behind right, him. and right. that's just that was underselling him. Yeah, and their defense. I think it was the first three weeks of the season. Was terrible. They were giving up like thirty-two points a game or something, I think. And now their defense is is just stops everyone. Yeah. Ian points out
2: too. They're doing it without Julio, also.
1: Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah. Julio has hasn't been nearly the impact I thought he was going to be. Yeah.
2: In terms of more with less, easy winner. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because if Kyler Murray's in the MVP conversation, right? Then that just takes away takes takes away a little bit of Cliff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of man, it really does feel like one of the Cardinals should win. One of them Some award. Yeah, yeah seriously. Maybe it is Offensive Player of the Year with Kyler.
2: And what's interesting about Cliff is, you know, we, we had the u- unique perspective of being down in Arizona before the season. Yeah. No one was, like, everyone was saying this is a put-up or shut-up year. Right. So – And
1: what's, yeah. do, what's more than put-up? Because that's what he's doing.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's shutting up the people that said you <laughs> need to put-up yeah, or shut-up.
1: He's getting a contract extension. Yeah. And Vance Joseph may be leaving to go get a head coach job.
2: I would, if that was a line on DraftKings, I would bet against
1: it. <laughs> we'll get some interviews, though. That may be. Yeah, he will get interviews. All right, let's go to, um, let's just dive in. Best team. There's three eight, and 8-2 teams. You want to go with one of those? So it's Packers, Cardinals, and Titans. Yep. And, and then I guess, to be fair, there's four 2-loss teams. The Dallas Cowboys are 7-2. and two. After what I saw two weeks ago, I can't. Nope. I can't do that. I know what they just did to Atlanta, but no. I can. I can go through. I can go down to Rams Kay. seven and three. Nope. Um, Bills six and three. Nope. No. Ravens six and three. Nope. Not after six days ago. Tampa Bay six and three. Okay, I think that's where I'm going mm, here. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, and then and then you dive into Steelers. The only other one would be the Chiefs at 6-4. and four. It's so funny because
2: I literally said on the tailgate on Sunday, every team in the league is fraudulent so far except the Buccaneers. And then they went out and they no, lost to the football right. team. Uh,
1: uh, uh. But weren't you also saying that the Buccaneers, that, that you would have taken – the points for Washington?
2: So, no, I said take the money line because I sat there and I said that. <laughs> as
1: you said that, so you, you wanted to hedge yourself.
2: Well, no, so the the conversation moved in a certain way. So early in the show, I'm saying, like, there's only one team that hasn't shown themselves to be a fraud to me yet. Mm-hmm. That's the Buccaneers, you know, and I, and I said the whole thing about, like, Sean Payton just has their number. Then, as we went through the show, Andre and Henry just kept on talking about how the Bucks are just going to blow – the football team out of the water. Brady's going to throw for four touchdowns, this, that, the other, and they just kept hammering it and hammering it and hammering it. Finally, I was like, yeah, you guys think this is too obvious. They're going to lose. <laughs> They're going to lose. And so I put them in the, uh, the All Dogs parlay, mm, which, again, incredible
1: parlay. Two of three.
2: It didn't hit again. Man. So close.
1: But putting Washington in there, if that would have hit, that would have been your biggest yet. It would have because I had Washington and
2: – there was another big upset. Uh, wh- whoever the char- – oh, the Vikings. Mm, yep, yep, yep. And then the third leg, I forget who it was, but they got their doors uh, Oh,
1: no. But, oh, the Browns. Oh, yeah, wow. I took the cheese on that with them yeah. as underdogs. And, again, a team that people three weeks ago were talking about potentially in this conversation. Now the Browns are 5-5 five and five, tied with the Broncos.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm going, I'm going Bucks. Best team. Even though I think they'll – I just trust them more than other teams.
1: I am in a tough spot because, unfortunately, right now I'd have to go the Packers because of their defense and how good their defense is right now. Uh, Their defense uh, is third best in the league right now. And then, of course, you have Aaron Rodgers on that side. But why I'm in a tough spot, Ryan, is – then I think about project. So I guess right now the best team is the Packers. But when I project to the future, and I say it's the Bucks and the Packers in in, in the playoffs, and let's say the Packers still have the better record, so they're hosting the Bucks. I'm saying the Bucs win. Yeah. And, and, and I'm very confident in saying that. So then I lean to okay, if the Packers are the best team, but I think the Bucks are going to beat them, then I have to think the Bucks are the best team, right? Yeah. 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 So I guess I'm going with the Bucks.
2: Okay. Right. And
1: and Tom is, I mean, he's not going to figure it out. He's the MVP. Like, like we said, so I'm not worried about this past The week.
2: defense is what needs to figure it out, and you have to yeah. assume with the talent
1: level that they have out there, they will. Yeah, and they've, they've been really banged up. All right, now let's flip it. Who's the worst team? The Lions. Easy? Yes. Yeah. they. The Texans have uh, themselves a case as well, but... Yep. The thing about <laughs> the Lions, and maybe this is just because I'm playing scared, they scare me more in playing them in a couple of weeks then I would be afraid of the Texans. Yeah. Then I'd be afraid of the Jets. By the way, Joe Flacco starting.
2: What happened to Mike White? Is he hurt? I don't know. He must be. It sucks. Um He kind
1: of Mike White kind of looks like a young Joe Flacco. He does. He really he really does. <laughs> Actually I guess that's where I would draw the line. It's just say those two teams can compete with the Lions, but they don't have a win. And they couldn't beat Mason Rudolph.
2: Yeah. That was
1: probably their best chance at a win. Yeah, it probably was. Um man oh I mean to prove my point a little bit the Jets and the Texans have a worse point differential than the Lions
2: yeah and that's what I was gonna say I think there's a little bit to it that like we haven't completely disassociated ourselves from Jared Goff being a number one overall pick I haven't and the Broncos you know when you talk about being scared to play the Broncos are the type of team that would get burned by Jared Goff's arm talent. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Um, and, like, you're just not worried about that with Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, right. Right. or yeah. um, Joe Flacco. <laughs> Certainly not. And we already know knew what happened when Zach Wilson played against them. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah, yeah. Eh, you, you have a decent case
1: there. But you gotta go with the winless team. You do, and also I like Dan Campbell. He may be a terrible coach. I'm giving him all the benefit of the doubt until he has like two back to back over oh, seasons. You and
2: Andre uh, both like him. <laughs> I, I am the opposite.
1: Maybe it's just because we've been missing that in Broncos country for so long. It's just the that, that coach in the fire. And what about Brock Olivo? Yeah, he had it. I like Brock. We had a good year with him. Uh, but I guess fiery doesn't. Who's a fiery coach? I mean, fiery coaches can work. Pete Carroll, um, but I don't don't like shtick. It just feels like shtick. Yeah, it it
2: never resonates with me. That's fair. Uh, I think it's because, like, my first ever, like, the first big coaching change of my life was, well, mostly was going uh, from Gary Barnett Mm -hmm. to Dan Hawkins. Yeah. And uh, of course, (laughs) this is in Boulder. And Hawkins was the ultimate shtick guy. Yeah. And Did you like it at first? Of course. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, especially because I'm, like, young, and he's got uh-huh. all these little sayings and yep. all this stuff. And he's putting out quotes that are being printed on shirts and all this stuff. <laughs> and it was such a failure. And he, like, kept – there's something about losing – and continuing to say these shticks right. that just rubs you so wrong, yeah, and now yeah. I'm just I'm just out on all shtick guys. Yep, yeah,
1: yep. Yeah, that's very fair. Is Bill Belichick a shtick guy? No.
2: Okay. Well, it, see, he's been like doing this bit right. his whole career right. of like angry, grumpy coach guy. So it's just him now. And I think he's just kind of like, but he doesn't. When, when I say shtick, I mean like clever phrases and mm, print, printing shirts right. and handing them out <laughs> to the players.
1: <laughs> like we know about the shirts, the yeah. slogans.
2: The more the more shirts. Yeah. It just doesn't uh, doesn't do it for me. By the way, to give credit, Bill McCartney, of course, best coach in CU history, he was a shirt guy. Right. Like, right he loved right. giving out the shirts right. a different slogan every week. So it's, it can work. The combination of losing and having that is just insufferable to me.
1: If you win you can do anything. As Bill Belichick. Yes. I mean if Bill Belichick lost, the players I mean I think a lot of players don't like him anyways but the players would really hate him management would hate him the fans would hate him the media would absolutely he would be gone a lot of players have said like it's it's not fun yeah to play for the patriots until sunday yeah and then i i play for them because i know we're gonna win yeah exactly all right let's get to our last two most surprising team ryan
2: hmm again there's so many that i want to put here and then just like do something and you're like god what are you guys doing yeah but I'm going to go with the Bengals here. Yeah, that's a great one. Um, Because I truly thought, like, oh, man, classic Bengals. They got the guy. Burrow looked great. He blew up his knee. He'll never be the same. They're just going to go right back to being the Bengals. Yeah. Um, and while he hasn't been perfect by any stretch of the mind, he's looks a lot like the guy that we saw at the beginning of last year, if not better, um, probably better. Yeah. Um, so – to me i was just like the bangles are going to bangle mm-hmm. um and they've had their bangle moments yep but i'm surprised that they're a Good football team.
1: Yeah, i i think I think you hit it spot on. Another one, and I don't like doing this because it's a playoff team, but it's the Tennessee Titans. I just I'm surprised that they're the they have the best record in the NFL. But I think you nailed it with, with who it is as the bank. Another team at the beginning of the season, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. They're four and one. Sam Darnold's on pace to be the MVP potentially, and now they've certainly lost it. So that wasn't a surprise. But now could they
2: get it back with the PJ Walker Cam Newton combo?
1: Man, it's kind of crazy how little they like pj walker yeah it's kind of sad yeah i thought he was going to get a shot especially just the dual threat especially for for a a short time or or an eight game stretch you could absolutely catch the league by surprise he can
2: rip that thing too yeah he can yeah it it does kind of suck for
1: him rug was so pulled out from under him yeah it was (laughs) finally
2: gonna get it and then they bring back like the probably the fan favorite of all time
1: exactly and the guy who has just been sitting on his couch this whole time it's like wow you guys think he's better than me i've been with you guys this whole time
2: but he did play most of the game and had to have earned some goodwill with the way that he played
1: man maybe they go two quarterback system our RPPO. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> and let's get to our final one here, Ryan. Most disappointing team.
2: Uh the Denver Broncos. <laughs> ah,
1: probably in it.
2: I would, I would actually uh, focus it in even even deeper. The Denver Broncos
1: secondary. Oh, uh, is the most disappointing team. I didn't think me. we were going to be talking about the Broncos in that way today. But yeah, um, very disappointing.
2: Um yeah, I mean again, probably too close uh for <laughs> that to really count, but Right. They're the team that has disappointed me the most. It's
1: true. Yeah. Disappointed us the most for sure.
2: Um, let's think of another
1: team. That... I've, got, I've got a few here and I'll throw them out to you. Seattle Seahawks. Now they did have an injury. Their team wh- just keeps hurts. getting worse. It really does. Around Russell. <laughs> it really does. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings, four and five. Exactly who I thought yeah, they were. Not, not a big surprise. Oh, San Francisco 49ers. Now this is tough to say them after what they just did.
2: Right. Right. What's their record? four and five
1: hmm. I mean they were three and five if they would have lost on Monday night their season's over yeah credit to true. them they didn't who else is out there um, Atlanta Falcons no. didn't have any big expectations I mean
2: it would honestly if it weren't you know speaking of it if it weren't for this it would be the Chiefs uh, um, yeah, 100%. but they just absolutely looked like the same old Chiefs last week um yeah, and they're in first place. It would be the,
1: that's freaking insane. <laughs> you can't give the most. Di- well, I guess you could.
2: Most disappointing, sitting in first place.
1: That's <laughs> like giving them too much credit. Yeah, the most disappointing is one that's sitting in first place, and the one that people in the AFC are probably most scared of.
2: Right. It's just <laughs> if they had lost last week, um, that would have put them at five and five. Yep. Bottom of the division with the Broncos. Yes. Okay. Then they would. It's so funny. The, yep. the AFC West yep. it really is the wild, wild west. Yep the whole
1: entire order of the division changes every week it's true wait now now just a little bonus on this which team are you most afraid of in the afc or i guess who do you think is going to be in the super bowl the
2: the chiefs the chiefs yeah i know i i I said this to you before the show i said i keep (laughs) i want to think that oh my god all this parody in the regular season is going to result in parody in the playoffs and maybe we get like a titans cardinals super bowl and like that'd be really cool um and then i just keep realizing like no it's not really how it works and the playoffs just the best quarterbacks rise to the top and they're gonna win and so i don't necessarily think the chiefs are the best team i just think probably when push comes to shove like it's gonna be you know maybe it's titans chiefs again and the the titan you know patrick mahomes who make big plays on third downs they're gonna squeeze their way through a couple games and play and it's probably just going to be brady mahomes all over again like yep. i don't want that but if you're telling me to guess what's going to happen right now that's what i would
1: guess man i thought the chargers were going to be a team that could really give the chiefs a run for their money and they've been disappointing yeah absolutely especially after their you. good start yeah to me they have been <laughs> um man all right yeah i i i don't know
2: maybe i will give it to the chargers even though they haven't been disappointing to me. Yeah. <laughs> disappoint everyone else. You want to throw them under? <laughs> yeah, we get a classic, chance to throw them Dig at them.
1: Something that's not going to disappoint is our friends over at Mint Mobile, Ryan. They've hooked us up with their awesome product, and I'll tell you what, it has passed every single. Uh, it, it, Passed every single test mm-hmm. uh, because it is fantastic not only is it incredibly affordable starting at just 15 dollars a month but it's the exact same cell phone service that other big providers provide they just start it at 15 dollars a month for unlimited talk unlimited text and your data starts at 15 you can build the data up from there and it's still incredibly cheap and you probably say well what's the catch here there is no catch the catch is that they don't have any per- in-person stores where you go to and ryan I don't want to go to an in-person Those store to pick up a new are SIM like card second to the DMV it's in terms so of places true. I want to go least. It's so true. And so you, what you do is you go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR, sign up, they send you a SIM card. When you get the SIM card, you download an app on your phone, put the SIM card in, boom, you get to keep your same number, you get the exact you get to keep your phone, and you just get the exact same cell phone service on a incredibly discounted rate. And for a limited time, they're given a holiday special. If you buy the first three months, they'll give you the next three Three months for free so not only is it like 75% off your normal coverage but then you're getting 50% off that I can't even do the math that's like 90% off mm-hmm. in your first six months so no reason to not get in right now especially holiday time save some money so you can buy presents for people so go to d- mintmobile.com dnvr to sign up like I said we're all running on mint mobile and it is a fantastic product so make sure to go to mintmobile.com dnvr
2: also, uh, if you're feeling a little bit lazy, you don't want to cancel your cell phone service, just have some Strava Craft coffee. Mm. Uh, it'll get you popped up, ready to go, and uh, then you can, you know, go uh, go put in the minimal effort it takes to save all that money <laughs> on your Mint Mobile. But uh, yeah, CBD infused, rich, tasty, delicious coffee. You're going to absolutely love this stuff, and you can get it for 25% off on your first order when you use that code DNVR25. Then when you're like, wow, I love this, I want it every two, four, six, or eight weeks, surprise, they have a subscription service that will send it straight to your door every two, four, six, or eight weeks. And you'll, you'll love that because you're not going to run out. You're not going to have to put in your credit card every single time. You'll just have a coffee delivery service at your service. Um, so you'll also continue to get 20% off every single order with that Strava craft coffee subscription. So try it out. Use that code DNVR25 Get your 25% off and then sign up for that subscription at StravaCraftCoffee.com. That's S-T-R-A-V-A craftcoffee.com.
1: Ryan, we talk about the Lawnmower 4.0 all the time and for good reason because it is the most, it's the best razor out there. I don't care if we're talking below the belt, above the belt, anything, but we don't talk about the weed whacker mm. enough and I gotta tell you what, probably the hairiest part of my body is my nose. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, my, my fiance points it out all the time <laughs> and I've, you know, I've tried to use my face razor to get inside the nose. Oh, it Jesus. doesn't work. Yeah, it, that that's what happens. It has me saying that ryan uh i've tried the ones from the store that you put a little AAA battery in and those, those just absolutely rip your nose hairs out also, without the, actually getting them out it's
2: the most ticklish thing yes. of all time like, <laughs> yes it is i tried that once my eyes were watering at like an incredible <laughs> rate
1: and that's what happens Not with the Weed Whacker. The Weed Whacker is perfect. Now, I haven't used it for my ears. Thankfully, all the hair just grows in my nose, so I can only (laughs) focus on that. Uh, But I'm sure it's great for the ears as well. And, Ryan, they're just rolling everything out. I mean, the body wash, the two-in-one conditioner shampoo that they've got, they have it all. And if you use the code DNVR over at Manscaped.com, you'll get 20% off plus free shipping. And i got to say, you got to go on there, get the Weed Whacker, get the Lawn Mower 4.0, and get all of the products that they have at 20% off.
2: Last Buffs game I went to, like in overtime, I think I told you about this how uh, the fans switched to the side of the stadium Mm. that um, the game is being played on. So everyone like migrates back and forth. Yeah. Uh, And when we migrated to one side, there was this old guy next to us who literally.
0: Oh, boy. Each nostril had its own personal beard.
2: Like, full on, like a full inch out of the nostril. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be you when you're, like, 80.
1: Yeah, I probably will, my fiance. I don't know if she'll stay with me, so I'll just have to stick with the the, the weed whacker.
2: Oh, uh, yeah. I got to check out all those products over
1: there. All right. right, you hopping into the questions here? We are. And let's get into these. And the first one, Ryan, coming in from our guy, The Chat, he says, Heading into the buy, Teddy is exactly what I was expecting. Middle-of-the-road quarterback. Leading the team to a worst case scenario of a five hundred record. This is in part why I was hoping for Drew this year. The result would have been boom or bust, both of which would have been better than five hundred. It's probably safe to say the Broncos' next quarterback is not on the roster. So if y'all were the betting type, and I think you might be, what's your way to or what's your way too early prediction on the week one starter for twenty twenty two? The Chad does not like where I'm gonna go. This is the like saddest um
2: timeline to think about right now like yeah. i don't i normally i'm like yeah let's let's talk next year yeah the path to next year is really really scary also i had like set more people than you would expect several people reach out to me Is like you got you guys talked about quarterback the other day i think we had like a three minute talk yeah. about quarterback yeah. in, the, in the draft yeah and like you didn't bring up uh matt corral um i was just like wow that's shocking that like so many people noticed that and right i, I actually i don't hate matt corral but I also don't love Matt Corral yet. Right. Um, so, and I also, like, I think I meant to respond if I didn't, like, trust me, we'll have plenty, plenty of time to talk about Matt Corral. We certainly You'll will. You'll be sick of his name by the time the draft <laughs> comes around. Yes. Um, okay. So, to get all that out of the way, who is the way too early week one starter? I'll just go, I'll go bright timeline here. Good. I don't have in me to go dark. Uh, and I'll say that it's going to be not Aaron Rodgers, but Russell Wilson.
1: Oh, my goodness. You're going superstar bright, Ryan. I absolutely love it. And for me, Ryan, I'm going Teddy Bird. Mm, I
2: knew you were going to do that.
1: <laughs> and, uh, but I'll give, so, I'll give some hope and not just unnecessary hope. I think this is what will happen. Uh, if it's not Russ, and he appears to be like the fr- – the, uh, superstar veteran that that's at the top of the list for in terms of realistic possibilities but i'm going a first round quarterback is sitting behind teddy but i don't think they rush him
2: you want to know um my honest take on this yes a week ago i would have said i think you might be right i legitimately think that teddy bridgewater pulling up on that play effectively ended his career in denver Mm. Uh, and I tweeted it out at the time, and again I i thought back, I was like, was I too hard on him? No, I legitimately think that it was a symbolic moment of uh, he lost the fan base entirely. Now he gained I don't know, maybe 30% of those people back with the press conference the next day, maybe. Um but you know it's funny, my tweet where I was going hard on him, people say you're going too hard on him, the tweet where I gave him credit for you know coming out and and taking responsibility people saying you're going too easy on him Mm -hmm. that tells me i feel like i'm going just the right amount on him yeah Um, that's true but i think that that was too much too much to overcome um it was the it's as bad as a, a piece of tape as i've ever seen in terms of like a play not like a dirty play you know like You've got like Nick Daman and Daman Kins- Kinsu like stomping right. on guys' balls. Um, it's not that, but in terms of just a football play on tape, I think it's the worst play I've ever seen on tape. Um, and I don't think the fans will ever forget about it. I'm talking 10, 15, 20 years down the road, they'll still be talking about when Teddy Bridgewater didn't make an effort. And and it's not just the play. That was a season-changing play. Yeah. I think the Broncos' season ended on that
1: play. Yep.
2: And yeah. I don't, I don't just don't think he can be forgiven.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only way it can be forgiven is wins, and uh, he's gonna have to put the team on his back these next couple of weeks in order to get some wins. You know, I, two and three in these next three uh, has the Broncos in it. If they go three and zero in the next three, people will forgive Teddy for that. But Ryan, that that task is is so difficult right. with the way the Chiefs are. And looking. that's what, you know, that was a couple
2: people responded to that to me saying like, if the Broncos make the playoffs, people will forget all about that. Mm-hmm and I'm like yeah but that's the point they're not going to make the playoffs and that play is a big part of
1: why. Yeah exactly next one coming in from Jock says my boys I had a feeling the Broncos were headed for a blowout loss to the Eagles because I was having such a great time at the DNVR bar and tailgate they just had to pull me back down (laughs) to earth. What a day I got to meet RK, Zach, Hank, Spano and and of course my hero Mace. They never say meet your heroes but all of you exceeded my expectations. I dominated at least 8 slices of sexy pizza and enjoyed a delicious DNVR burger after the game. Cream cheese." on a burger is an elite move i cannot recommend the tailgate experience enough even my scumbag eagles friends had an amazing time too thanks again boys i'll be back when the broncos don't suck love will
2: great meeting you dude we and love you, will. Uh, that was a uh, that was a hell of a time and even your as you call them scumbag <laughs> eagles fan <laughs> friends were cool too
1: yes they were my- hey, hey. <laughs> he said it not me he did he did, said it, he not did not say it <laughs> mile high till i die says Is it bad to say I'm not really looking forward to Bradley Chubb coming back after the bye? I hope he gets healthy and plays well, but I don't like the idea of giving him a huge contract. He's injury prone and outside of a small sample size during his rookie season, he's never shown the ability to be an elite pass rusher. But if he comes back and has a great stretch to finish out the year, I'm afraid we might end up giving him a new contract, and I don't think he will live up to it long term. I don't think you have to worry about that. I, yeah, and, and because you said that, Ryan, I don't think it's bad that that's the way you feel, Mile High Till I Die. And what's interesting, Ryan, the two guys that right when George Payton took the job, Cortland Sutton and Bradley Chubb, from nearly day one, he talked about how he was going to get make sure that they were locked in. Then he talked about how it was going to happen after the draft. Then he talked about how it was going to happen right after training camp. Then he talked about, then when he was asked the most recent time about it, it was, uh, we'll just see. Wow, that's that's kind of crazy
2: it is kind of crazy um and both of these guys have a terrible case of the invisibility cloak um it's a good way to put it way too many times you're sitting out there thinking is he playing today yeah um and it's unfortunate because both guys do have elite talent i think yep um i can definitely say that about Cortland Sutton. um but it's just you can't disappear like that if you're gonna be a, the type of player who makes fifteen plus million dollars a year.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the way that's the contract both of those guys are looking at, and you just can't do that. Ryan, did you realize how many receiving yards Cortland Sutton has in the past three games combined?
2: I'm gonna guess sixty-four. Damn close, seventy-eight. Wow. In the
1: past three games, twenty-six yards per game. For your elite one receiver that wants 15 to 20 mil after this year
2: and a guy who this season has had 140 yards in a game exactly I believe.
1: exactly the, the, there's no question the highs are there and, and the ceiling is incredibly high the lows can't be there when you're that good
2: and you saw how much it affects the Broncos offense when neither he or Tim Patrick are going at the same time big time and what's unfortunate is that onus usually falls on Tim Patrick to make sure that uh, both of them aren't right. not going one yeah. day. Yeah, that's and a good point. The one time that Tim kinda has a little bit of an off game, he's not getting separation, the offense looks anemic. Yeah. That's a really good well, point. The offense almost always looks anemic, but you know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. The passing game.
1: Yeah. It's true. Von Miller's Chicken Farm says, howdy, gents. I was on board with Teddy until the piss-poor effort, then heaving the ball out of the end zone on fourth. I'm out on him and ready to move on. No place for that effort. Fant and Sutton efforts levels are getting close to that level. If you hear Drew Lock start from the end zone versus Lions, it was probably me. We need someone with some heart and fire. No insincere apologies when you're being roasted. Thanks for the pod, as always. Ryan, if they lose these next two games to the Chiefs and the Chargers uh, and uh, they're in a position against the Lions where there could be boos, it's time to put Drew in.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's...
1: Because at that point, your season's done. And you got to get people in the seats at that point. And again, I'm not saying you put Drew out there because you think he's the future. The Broncos, to me, have already very clearly told me that Drew is not the future. Uh, And so if, if there's legitimate chance for Drew then it just means neither of these guys are your future. And I take back what I said about Teddy being the starter next year. Cause he won't be.
2: Oh man. Um, I, I honestly, and people are going to hate to hear this. I honestly have a really hard time imagining them playing drew luck.
1: I, I don't disagree though.
2: Um, and it's not how I would do it, right? but it's how I think they're going to do it. Um, it's going to have to be really bad. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, and Maybe it gets there, but I just – I don't think they're going to bench Teddy Bridgewater for Drew Locke ever. really don't think they're ever going to do that. I think they the only – you know, these things happen where, like, Teddy's banged up and they say, like, oh, he's not going to go this week, Mm -hmm. and that's how they get him in there. But I don't think you'll see a moment where Teddy Bridgewater's taken off the field and Drew Locke is put in. I, I, I really don't think so. I wouldn't bet against that
1: either, Ryan. I think you're spot on.
2: Next one's from Ivory Hotline. Hello, boys. Uh, I'll be honest. I'm full on cheering for the Broncos to make the playoffs. I know it isn't looking awesome after the Eagles lost, but I'm tired of rooting against my team. Sure. I want a better draft pick. Sure. I want a new QB in town. Don't get me started with the coaching. I really rooted for Vic and the gang, but it hasn't seemed to work out. I acknowledge that, but by golly, let's see some wins. One game, uh, one game back. Let's get to work. I I mean, I don't blame you for this at all. No,
1: don't blame me at all. And you're spot on ivory hotline. We talked about it on Monday, Ryan, the Broncos are too good to tank now. They're too. They're, it's impossible, pretty much, for them to get a top five pick. It's really unlikely that they're going to get a top 10 pick. So, where they are right now, if they just keep going in this direction, or let's say they try to tank uh, the 11th pick, what's that get you? We know what it gets you last year. Uh, it, you're not guaranteed the quarterback you like at all, by any means. So, at this point, you are better off or you're closer to making the playoffs than you are to truly tanking. So, Ivory Hotline, don't feel bad about cheering for the team to win. I, no. I totally feel it. And also the fact that the Broncos are one game out of first place in the AFC West.
2: And I don't want to hear, and it's going to happen, but I don't want to hear from either side. You're a bad fan if you're cheering for the Broncos to win, or you're a bad fan if you're cheering for the Broncos to lose. Just let everyone do it, be a fan the way they want to be.
1: Now, here's where I probably will say you should cheer for a loss as if the Broncos are – there's no chance against the Chiefs at the end of the season, and you can go four draft spots up or four down depending on if you win or lose – then that's just smart to cheer for a loss.
2: Yeah, and again, you're not gonna be cheering for a loss, right, but there's right. be a part of you in the back of their head yeah. that just says, like, yeah, eh, you'll not be the- okay with
1: right, it. Right, exactly. Dan Burke says, hey, guys, going to defend Sutton here. There's a comment below taking, talking about his effort level. I'm going to have to disagree with that. I rewatched the game, and Sutton was throwing guys around in the run game, which is something that goes unnoticed most of the time. The fact that he's in a contract year and isn't getting the targets in production uh, he'd like is probably weighing on his mind, but he's still making plays for the team. Is That's something to praise him for. I find it hard to criticize the effort of a player who does things that doesn't show up on the stat sheet and has been doing it all year. What do you all think?
2: I think it's great that he was working hard in the run game. Um, but, again, that is the expectation. Right. Um, that is your job. Like, so working hard in the run game is good. That's great. You, uh, you need to see that. Um, I don't think he gets bonus points for that. Um, and I, 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 the effort level stuff is always really tough to criticize. I will say, not, I don't think it's a consistent thing where he's not giving his best. Right. But there's absolutely some plays out there this year where you say, "Whoa, that looked suspect." Right. Yes. Especially, you know, and again, I gave him a break for the interception, whatever game that was, Raiders game. Yeah. Um, where you know he just uh, he Teddy Bridgewater did. Mm-hmm. He did. And he he got away with it a lot more than Teddy did. He did. Um, but he was behind the play a little bit, so it's not quite as um right. Right. egregious. But he made zero effort on a turnover. Didn't just you just like walk Teddy.
1: off the field? Yes. Yeah, that's pretty bad.
2: Um. So, that's uh, you know that's where the commenter below is coming from, saying you know he's had some suspect effort. There's no way you can say that wasn't suspect. But I, I defended him on that and said, hey, this is how he got hurt last year. I don't uh, you know. It's true. It's, I understand where his mind was in that moment in a contract year, where he's still not a hundred percent. I kind of get it, but. You you, you, ha- you can't not knock him for the effort.
1: Man. Right, right. Very, very good point. Pig Tosser 66 says, I really miss the days of Wade's attacking style defense. He didn't sit back and let the offenses dictate. Vic's complex, in quotes, read and react defense is so weak. Nothing scary about it whatsoever. It basically works if the other team screws up. We don't force anyone. We don't dictate anything. This defense has no teeth, and it's laughable to hear us mentioned as a defensive team. Two very easy questions for George Payton to answer at the end of the season. Can you honestly ever see a Vic Fangio led team hosting a Lombardi trophy? And second, can you honestly ever see a Teddy Bridgewater led team hosting a Lombardi trophy? Those are the easy, easiest test questions you probably ever had to answer, Mr. Payton. And Pick Tosser 66, I totally see where you're coming from. And Ryan, that's kind of your test when, when you evaluate coaches mm-hmm. or players. And that's why, obviously, I, I think the answer that you're pointing to, Pick Tosser, is no for both of those. And that's just why I think George Payton will turn to a rookie quarterback because that guy gives him a chance to win a Lombardi Trophy. But he's going to want the veteran ahead of him. That's why I say Teddy in twenty twenty two.
2: It'll be interesting. I wonder what the rate will be on that Um, because the the best Teddy Bridgewater's best attribute this year is that he cost a sixth round pick and six million dollars. Yep. Yeah. Like
1: he is playing actually above that. He may be one of the most valuable players in the NFL. <laughs> From a strictly money <laughs>
2: yes. to what you're getting, which is a starting quarterback yeah. who d- definitely at least doesn't embarrass himself on a weekly basis. On a weekly it, basis. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's um it's a it's a good value, but uh, but if you got to double that to have him be like your bridge quarterback next year, I'll be against that. Um we are low on time here i know we have a couple super chats or at least one here okay so let's hit that real quick uh this one comes in from gears gains games uh why can't we just draft a qb every round until we get it right like one of them is bound to hit and just pick up a bunch of undrafted guys at least it's a plan (laughs)
1: yeah i I would i would like it uh gears gains and games i think we're almost at the point where People would be okay with drafting a quarterback in the first round every single year until one hits.
2: At least you won't miss out on the cycles like they have. It's
1: very true. Um,
2: yeah. you know, the it's funny. The last team to draft two quarterbacks high was the Washington Football Team. They drafted RG three in the first, and I believe Kirk Cousins in the third, fourth, in the fourth. I think. Okay. And at the time, they were they were like memed over it. They yeah. they were high. They ended up one of the two hit. Yep. Now it didn't do anything for them long term, but everyone would take the production that Kirk Cousins gave yep. to yep. the football team and now to the Vikings. Now, I just have to like separate myself from the dude <laughs> right, because right. even you know before this year, I just thought he sucks so much. Um, yeah,
1: you're generous calling him a
2: dude. Yeah, yeah. The I don't think a dad's square would call him a dude. To separate myself from the square, <laughs> um, but everyone would take the numbers.
1: Yep. Oh, without a doubt.
2: And the fact that every week you go into a game with Kirk Cousins, you think, like, we can win this game uh, if Kirk plays well.
1: That's just why it's crazy they're 4-5. and five.
2: Right. It is crazy, but they're just the Vikings. Yeah, it's really true. <laughs> it is really true. Uh, so, it's – um it's I would like to see a plan. That's what I want to see. Uh, yep. You know, whether it comes out through sources or whatever. Yep. Yep. I'd like to know yep. that George Payton has a vision of what it looks like to fix the quarterback position, and if he – if someone said, like, George Payton's plan is to draft a quarterback in the first round every year until they get one. I'd love it. Too bad you missed out on this first one because it looks like there's at least one that, that looks very good. Yeah. And we had this conversation a little bit on Twitter yesterday. I don't know if Pat Shermer has Mac Jones looking like the Mac Jones that's a shoe in for Rookie of the Year. Um, offensive Rookie of the Year. Spare. But uh, you can't live in that world. If, you ha- if you're employing someone who you think, I I can't trust this guy to develop a quarterback, then you need to employ someone else.
1: Or you should be gone. Yeah, right. right. absolutely with that. And Ryan, speaking of that, and and we want to know the plan, let's say they don't get a a stud veteran in the offseason, they don't draft a quarterback. I would really love to hear some leaked information come out that said George Payton just thought this quarterback class was trash and he loves the one next year. Because if we don't at least get that glimmer of hope, and it is Teddy or it is, I mean, not it's not going to be Geno Smith, but, like, guys along that level. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. <laughs> then we're just going to say it's John Elway 2.0.
2: Yep, yep.
1: And I love John for the first five years, but obviously, I mean, the past five years haven't been as good. Yeah,
2: it's, uh... Again, they missed the cycle and I don't I, I just I'd love I'd love to know what the thought on that was because you, me, Mace, uh, you know, we weren't the only people out there saying, Hey, just so you know, next year's quarterback class ain't looking problems and although Mace was, you know, really high on Sam Howell, I think he's come back a little bit from that since. Yeah. Um, but it was all everyone knew this and it, we knew that the like We've known this many times, Mm -hmm. Um, so I'd like to know what their thought was on that, and maybe it was that they were so in love with Pat Sertan they couldn't get past it. Anyways, uh, I think that wraps it up for us. If we miss your question, uh, of course, you can copy it over tomorrow, and we'll get it then. Appreciate everyone who commented. Appreciate everyone who tuned in. Uh, Hit us with a like on YouTube if you can. And before we get out of here, just one last shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver online, msudenver.edu slash online, where you can scope out all they have to offer. That does it for us on the DNVR Broncos podcast. We will be back with you tomorrow.